0: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
1: Rise and shine, nerds!
0: Welcome to Episode 423 of The Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm 18 years saved, 16 years married, 11 years recovered, 7 years a father, and 36 years a nerd.
1: And I'm Mo, a lot of things wrapped up in one small but loud package, your very own casserole of a co-host doing my best to bring the best, but one thing I'm not is good at math.
0: As of uh, last Friday, my wife and I have been together for 21 years. Our relationship can drink now. (laughs) (laughs) Today on the show, uh, is there such a thing as a stupid question?
1: Also on the show today... T2 Bad Judgment Day? Is that is Yeah, that like accurate? Terminator
0: 2? Judgment oh, Day? Oh, okay. T2 Bad T2. Judgment Day. T2.
1: All right, got it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> but first, today is Monday, December 13th, 2021. We got some holidays to celebrate. Mm-hmm. A lot of them.
1: Yeah, a whole mm-hmm. slew. You ready? <laughs> it is National Violin Day. Did you know I used to play the violin?
0: Uh, you're lying. Did you really? Yes. Were you good at it?
1: I was very good Why'd at it. Why'd you stop?
0: You could be the next Lindsey Sterling.
1: We've actually had this discussion, and it was one of the things that I talked about in the 15 things that I would tell my 15-year-old self. Really? I quit.
0: That's right. On
1: everything. I
0: do remember as that. As a teenager. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember that.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also Worldwide Candle Lighting Day. So light the candles.
0: Light them if you got them. <laughs>
1: Why was that so funny to you?
0: <laughs> because it sounds like I'm talking about something else.
1: Oh, okay. No, that was last week. Uh, it's also National Ice Cream Day.
0: Uh, yeah. Which I, I mean, find... I feel like there's a couple of those. <laughs> so I
1: was I I find it very odd that National Ice Cream Day is in December.
0: Right? You feel like it'd be a summer. Yeah. Why summer not thing? July? Yeah.
1: It I, it doesn't seem seasonally.
0: Accurate.
1: Um, it's also National Salesperson Day.
0: Look, guys, I know y'all don't like salespeople, but, you know, they're just doing their own jobs. Now, if they're calling you at home, I get it. Be be angry towards them. But if it's, you know, legitimate sales, then just, you know, be nice. They're, they're Not all of them are smarmy. Like, my dad was a salesman. My dad was an ad salesman for the radio station. He was really good at it, but he was friendly, and he genuinely had uh, business's best interest at heart. So, I mean...
1: Yeah, not all salespeople are scummy.
0: Yeah. So, this is a day to think of some nice salespeople in your life. (laughs) I actually watched... I just watched a weird movie that I'd never heard of called Branded. And it was about this guy who's a really, he's a really good, like, ad marketer. Okay. And he managed somehow to unlock some stupid thing in his brain through some ritual. It was really hard to follow and kind of lame. But eventually it got to the point where it was about how every brand on the con- the, the world is actually fueled by some warring alien race. And he was able to see these weird aliens attaching themselves to people. And it was like the version of McDonald's that's in this movie called uh, the burger was like the one that was taking over the whole whole world. And he brought it down and then he had all the other ones fight against each other and managed to convince the world to ban advertising in all of its forms and like the first thing you see is police officers going up to cars and cutting off their emblems and the the pilot like there was a bunch of pilot plates <laughs> from from the back of Honda pilots that were just all going into an incinerator like you couldn't what? even advertise on your own product there's no advertisement whatsoever it was a very weird
1: it sounds incredibly strange. Movie. It was a
0: strange movie.
1: As you said, very difficult to follow. I about <laughs> fell asleep listening to you explain it, so I know I would fall asleep during the movie, but...
0: <laughs> you would until you got to the alien part.
1: I don't know. Alien parts of movies, always, it loses me. I'm like, oh, okay, this is dumb, and I'm out.
0: Oh, it's certainly dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it's also National Horse Day. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I give or take horses. Horse? I mean, I can ride a horse, but.
1: This is also something that you should know about me. Horses scare me.
0: Really? What have they, what have the horses know. ever done to you?
1: I feel like, okay, listen to me. <laughs> are you listening? Are you listening? Yes. You don't listen to me. I'm listening. I, no, I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. You don't okay. listen to me.
0: I just don't remember things. We talk about so much, Mo.
1: Whatever. Whatever.
0: Also, we have new listeners being... all the time, so you have to retell the stories.
1: That's You can't just excuse. bring them up. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm terrified of being thrown, and I'm t- terrified of being kicked. Why? Uh, you want to know the real reason, and, yeah. but you can't pick on me about it.
0: Uh, the, I don't agree to those terms.
1: <laughs> those are the terms. So there was an episode of Full House where Michelle... Is riding a horse and she gets thrown and she gets a concussion and it's like a whole big ordeal. She's in the hospital and they're terrified that she's not going to make it and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, it was a whole big thing. Hmm. Yeah.
0: And that stuck with you?
1: Uh-huh. Obviously.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So now I'm terrified of horses. Okay. I get it. I realize that it's silly. Mm-hmm. But it's legitimate.
0: Oriole says he remembers that episode. She lost her memory. Yeah. So it was one yeah. of those episodes. <laughs> and then did she hit her head again later in the episode and get her memory back?
1: I feel like you're mocking us right now.
0: No, because that's what all those <laughs> that's what all the sitcom tropes were. Anytime someone hit their head and lost their memory, no, another hit, no, bring it back.
1: was no, it <laughs> it was very serious. Okay. Very serious.
0: Okay. Yeah, punk. <laughs>
1: it's also National Cocoa Day.
0: Yay. That's all I have to say about that.
1: So figure out a way to have your ice cream and your cocoa at the same time. Because it's not hot cocoa. It says National Cocoa
0: Day. But is there such a thing as cold cocoa? I don't know. Special drink.
1: What do you think of when you think of cocoa?
0: Hot chocolate.
1: You want to know what I think of? Hmm. The elf on the Santa Claus.
0: Who brought hot chocolate.
1: Uh-huh. Well, yeah, but I just, I can't hear the word cocoa you. without hearing her say it.
0: Okay. <laughs> I got you. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. How was your week, Mo? Uh,
1: Exhausting. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm so ready for Christmas break. <laughs> I had, okay. Thursday of last week, I decided, you know what? I'm going to wear my joggers. I'm going to dress down today. Okay. So I wore my black joggers and a Christmas Raglan tea t-shirt. Okay. We were permitted to wear Christmas tees all week. So I made the best of it. In the first class of that day, one of the boys, mind you, this is the same boy from last year who asked if I was married. Mm. Okay. This boy looks at me and says, Miss Megan, I can tell you're tired today.
0: <laughs> and I said, what
1: do you mean? And he said, you just look really sleepy. You look really tired. And the kid sitting next to him goes, yeah, and it looks like you're still wearing your pajamas, too. <laughs> i looked at them and I was like. We're moving on, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was floored. I didn't I, I had no idea what to say.
0: She just freaking roll out of bed and walk up here. Exactly. Jeez. Exactly what a comb through your hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: then you know, I also had the brilliant idea, which it has been very fun for. of my classes. But I had the brilliant idea to bring an elf into the library and do elf on the shelf.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Which it has been. It's been so much fun. And the great part is, you know, because we're on a three-day rotation where it takes three days before all the classes in the school have been to the library. Yeah. Um, You know, the elf has to wait for all three days before she can move or do anything new because it's just not fair to the other students, right? So I'm not having to really be concerned with a daily movement.
0: Is Elf on the Shelf a girl?
1: It can be a boy or a girl.
0: Oh, that's weird. Why? <laughs> the, the fact that it can be a boy or a girl. Well, is its is it, it two separate dolls? Or is it just the one Elf on the Shelf doll? Like the standard one we're talking about.
1: You When you... If there are kids listening, <laughs> plug your ears. <laughs> you can purchase a boy or a girl. Oh, okay, elf. I didn't
0: know that. I've only <laughs> ever seen the boy one yeah. on, on online or whatever, yeah. you know, in all the yeah. memes. Yeah. I didn't know a girl one existed.
1: Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Um, just before Thanksgiving, I put in a request to have an elf in the library. You know, I wrote Santa directly mm-hmm. and asked if he would... if if he had any extra elves who could come and join us in the library until Christmas break. And it 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 kind of seemed hopeless. I'd never heard back. I wasn't sure if we were going to get an elf or not. But, you know, this past week, all of a sudden, Belle arrived in our library. That's what I told all the kids. They bought it hook, line, and sinker.
0: Do a lot of children really believe in that weird elf on the shelf thing as legitimate? Yes. Because I've never... Yes. Never looked at that and thought Yeah. Like, I understand Santa, definitely.
1: So there's a whole book but, that goes along with it. And yeah. the premise of Elf on the Shelf is that like the first line of the book is have you ever wondered how Santa could know if no, you've been yeah. good or bad as you grow? Yeah,
0: I've I've read the I've read the story and I, I mean I get it, but it's still a doll. You know, you'd think that seeing this not moving
1: oh no, they no. they convince themselves that they have seen the eyes move and the head move and the hands move
0: see that's more creepy than Christmasy in my mind,
1: yeah it's <sighs> yeah, and and that's
0: they freak out as, if they accidentally touch it, or so, else <laughs> so
1: yeah, um,
0: <laughs> but see the way I'm picturing that is. <gasps>
1: No, no. So the thing it is, it says in the book that you cannot touch the elf because it could lose its magic. Okay. Oh. So then I also, I explained to them, you know how if you touch a butterfly's wings, it paralyzes the butterfly because the oils from our hands on the butterfly's wings from it, whatever that powder is on the butterfly's wings, the butterfly can't fly.
0: I actually didn't know that. Yes. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so I explained it in that way. I was like, guys, just the same way that you, you can paralyze a butterfly and keep it from flying, you can't touch this elf because she then can't fly back home to the North Pole, and how awful would that be for her? Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. So...
0: Um, so if they accidentally touch it, do they break down crying on the floor?
1: So here's the thing. (laughs) There is no real accidentally touching it, you know, Uh, because typically your elf is put somewhere and it's doing some sort of activity. You know, our elf was sitting on our anchor chart and most recently it's on top of a bookshelf sitting next to a gingerbread house that my children built for me. Okay. 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 But there are kids who are wonderful beings who purposely go out of their way to touch the elf just to be ornery. Um And so it's the other kids that are like, ah,
0: so-and-so touch the elf, ah! at Christmas! Yeah. Oh, gosh!
1: Yeah. But there is a remedy Cinnamon and sugar.
0: Oh, I was going to say, the shotgun. If you... Just like when a horse breaks its leg. Uh-huh. Put it out of its misery. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, you just have to feed your elf cinnamon and sugar.
0: You did this, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... So, for the most part, my my elf has been a super fun, super exciting thing. The kids have absolutely loved it. Yeah. But the fifth graders are in that awkward, weird stage yeah. where some of them believe, some of them don't.
0: Fifth graders are jerks.
1: Well, Matt, do you not remember <laughs> last year, my fifth graders were my favorite class. Mm-hmm. I went on and on and on and doted about the fifth graders, loved them. And up until right before Thanksgiving break, I also loved this group of fifth graders, but now not so much. (laughs) Not so much. Um, I realized very quickly which kids are probably going to grow up to be. Menaces. (laughs)
0: Murderers.
1: And which are not. Because it is one stinking rule, don't touch the elf. And you would not believe how many times I had to whip my head around to look at three or four fifth grade boys who the second I turn my head away from them, they jump out of their seat to run to the elf and touch it. And I sit down. I have not had to raise my voice or really get stern since working at that school. But this week, these kids like they've seen the real Mo. Wow. Mm-hmm. it's it was not fun. And on top of that, one of them had the audacity to look at me and say, I don't like coming to the library. You make us do too much work. And I was like, OK, that's fine. Well, then three days later, he comes into the library. And when I'm not really engaging him in conversation, just pretending as if he's just any other student, he goes, Miss Megan, are you mad at me or something? And I said, no, Why? well, you just, you act like you don't like me. Do you not like me? And I said, no, I like you just fine. But you did just tell me that you didn't like coming to the library, so what does it matter whether I like you or not? And he was like, that's mean. That's so rude. I can't believe you would say that. And then the girl sitting next to him goes, no, you're rude. And that's all. (laughs) And I was like, okay, At least I'm not... The only person who sees it, (laughs) but the entire rest of his class that day, he's like, I never said that I didn't like the library. I never actually said that I didn't like coming to the library (laughs) and his gingerbread house that he had to do that day that I told him, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. It's your grade. It's not mine. I don't care. You can do it. Don't do it best-looking gingerbread house out of all my classes. I
0: thought you were going to say he scrawled death to the library.
1: Nope. It was the and He made it a point. He made it a point at the end of the period to look at me and say, Miss Megan, do you see my gingerbread house? And I was like, yeah, it looks really good. I really tried hard. And I was like, I can tell. It looks good. Are you sure you like it? Yep. I like it. It looks good. (laughs)
0: Validate me.
1: Uh, it, it has been the
0: week of all weeks, the week of all weeks, so, uh,
1: and my kids quarantine now. So you know yay. that too.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, my um, my wife called me on Tuesday. She said, "Well, I'm going to the school." I'm like, "Oh, why?" <sighs> Elijah's got to quarantine for ten more days because he was someone in his desk clump. Got tested positive this uh-huh. morning. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I cannot do another week of him home all week with the other boy, because when they're both together, they're monsters. And so she gets there, and uh, she says, OK, I'm here to pick up Eli. And I said, OK, we'll call to get him. And another kid came out. And it's the person that brought her is like, do you see mommy out there? He's like, No. Yeah. <laughs> there's another kid named Elijah in the class and David's like yeah that's not my son (laughs) and she goes oh no Um, okay I'm gonna need to call the teacher again and see which Elijah it was (laughs) so they call it it was him it was that, that Elijah his desk club had to go home (laughs) <laughs> so they apologized to, to my wife, and she left. She all oh, no, this is great. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> she left. Best news ever. And the nurse, as she was walking down, goes, oh, I got to make another phone call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I really feel so bad for these nurses and the secretaries. Oh, yeah. No, it's nonsense. So, so I get the phone call. Well, one of the 50 phone calls that I get telling me that Cannon has yep. to be picked up because he was also exposed. And so... I I obviously can't answer my phone during the day, but I'm checking my voicemails at the end of the day and it's transcribed, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I'm listening as I'm reading and it's the nurse, you know, she calls, she introduces herself, the nurse from Cannon School, I'm just calling to let you know that we had someone... you know, if you could just give me a call back at blah, 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 I need to speak with you concerning canon. Thank you. And it was almost as if, like, either somebody was in the background, like, doing big
0: arms, Don't like, Don't no, put this on the answering machine. You're
1: not supposed to say, you know? Or all of a sudden, she just realized, like, that light bulb came off, and she's like, oh, that's right, I can't, I can't get this information over voicemail. <laughs> But it was just this super long pause. (laughs)
0: Awkward pause. Just
1: wanted to call and let you know that we had someone. If you could just give me a call back.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: Yep, I I felt pretty bad for
0: her. Uh, And the last update I have for this week is Mm. I finally watched Venom and Venom 2. They're really good. Right? You were right. They're really good. Right? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't want to watch them, but I, I didn't, but they're great. I told they're hilarious. You. They are by hilarious.
1: The way. Hilarious. I love them.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Reading something in chat. Wife crazy had to be permitted. <laughs> For real? My kids, DJJ Shane said, my wife, my kids had uh, to quarantine at the same time during the school year. It about drove my wife crazy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like with both, with both of my boys home and me trying to acclimate to trying to live my life while also being the, the sole person watching this little baby. Uh, during the day, I would kill a child. <laughs> Someone would be staying outside all day. In the cold and the freezing, bla- blasting wind we're having lately,
1: someone would not be staying outside all day. Someone be, would be blowing away outside we all
0: day. Had gusts of what seventy miles per hour today.
1: Listen, try holding a stop sign up in the middle of a crosswalk during that. I, my shoulder actually hurts because at one point I'm like holding it and I'm walking into the wind, so I like I feel like I'm going to war, go into battle. I'm like, oh, I know people driving by were laughing at me. They had every right yeah. to. It, yeah.
0: I'm just realizing our overlay is not working on Twitch. Let me see if I can get that started. Oh. Odd. Hmm. hmm. It really just ain't there at all.
1: Hmm, he says. I don't know why. Hmm. Do you know what I just noticed? Hmm. You are not Maddie Two Belts right now.
0: I haven't won it yet. I'm going for it this week.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm not Maddie Two Belts yet. (sighs) (laughs) Now you just put pressure on yourself. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, uh, yeah, more killer robot news. Stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. One of the biggest frustrations that's been an issue for Facebook every year is that when accounts are hacked or locked out, Facebook doesn't make it easy for you to talk to them about it. The best they have offered is an ability to email them, which is difficult enough to find, but even more difficult to get a positive response if they respond at all. That's why there are so many double accounts out there. It's literally less of a hassle for most people to start a brand new account, re-friend everybody, and start from scratch than it is to deal with Facebook's email account assistance. But that might be changing, as Facebook is running a small test of live chat support for English-speaking creators that, if successful, should roll out to all Facebook members. The ability to have a two-way conversation and explain situations would go a long way to boosting customer service scores. Other changes it announced this week include better comment moderation with keyword blocking, moderation assistance that can auto-hide comments with links or images, the ability to block a user along with any new accounts they try to make later, and a dedicated spot to view hidden comments. We'll see how these turn out. Let's be hopeful. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Back row morning show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows the Friday or Saturday before with our friends at twitch.tv slash LTN on air. Go follow us over there to be notified when we go live and join our Discord at BackRowDiscord.com for after the show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself. But before we go any further, it's time for Mo's Fact of the Day The World rec-ling. Reckling. 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 The world
1: record in cycling backwards, <laughs> playing the violin, backwards,
0: playing the violin. Holy cow!
1: Is sixty point four five kilometers in five hours and eight seconds, which is thirty-seven miles.
0: Holy Moses! Mm-hmm. Riding backwards while playing, playing the violin, violin. Mm-hmm. for thirty what? Thirty-six miles? 37. miles?
1: thirty-seven. Thirty-seven miles. miles. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's actually over thirty-seven, and I only did sixty kilometers in miles, so it may be closer to thirty-eight wow. miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Listen, there were tons and tons and tons of violin facts, tons.
0: <laughs> so but many. But when I saw
1: this facts. one, I was like, mm, "That's the one I'm doing." That's and the one. <laughs> there's no arguing there. <laughs> Uh, before we go any, nope. mm-hmm. Now it's time to head over <laughs> to our weird news desk.
0: Nope. Mm-hmm.
1: Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh, so, first off, guys, Yikes. If, uh, gang, pals, friends, um, lords meadles. and ladies, <laughs> if you think that you fart too much, don't worry. 80% of adults suffer. From being gassy, and it makes them sad. We're all in this together.
1: We're all in this together.
0: (laughs) Having horrible gas isn't something you generally like to share with the world, unless you're within blasting distance distance of a sibling, anyway. But everybody suffers from it, or almost everybody. As a new survey of citizens from the U.S., the U.K., and Mexico has found that a whopping 81.3% of the adult population deals with breaking wind uncomfortably within a 24-hour period. And all we can say is that we smell your pain. Gizmodo picked up on the survey conducted by scientists from the Rome Foundation Research Institute in the U.S. in collaboration with Denon Nutrica Research in France. The researchers presented their study at the recent United European Gastroenterology Conference in Vienna, Australia. And yes, the UEG focuses on exactly what you think it does. And according to the survey, eight out of every 10 adults from the participating countries reported flatulence within 24-hour period. So, you know, it's normal. It's normal. Uh, As Eureka Alert notes, respondents also reported other gas-related intestinal symptoms, including things like stomach rumbling, which affected 60.5% of adults, bad breath, 48.1%, belching, 58%, and bloating-slash-abdominal pressure, 38.5%. On average, the survey found that three different gas symptoms plagued each respondent within the previous 24 hours, and only 11.1% of the 6,000 people who participated in the survey reported having no gas symptoms whatsoever. Younger adults, encompassing the 18 to 34 and 35 to 49 age ranges, reported the highest overall burden of symptoms, earning, on average, the highest intestinal gas questionnaires score. (laughs) So... If you fart in public and you're embarrassed, just know someone else is probably also doing that in the room with you. So that can make you feel better. I know you've been worrying about this.
1: (laughs) No, Mm -mm. I mean, you could just be like elementary students and just let it go and then laugh about it and be fine.
0: Sometimes I do. Occasionally, I'll have one of those old people moments where it just comes out out of nowhere and I didn't expect it. And I was like, "Oop, sorry about that. It's happened actually twice in the last, uh, two months. that i
1: recall. <laughs> slightly disappointed. <laughs> in like me. with,
0: with other grown adult people talking about serious things. <laughs> just, Oh, sorry. Didn't see that coming. Sorry about that. Came out of nowhere.
1: No, <laughs> you need to get a handle on that. You need to figure it out and take care of that. That is like...
0: Uh, This whole thing is saying not to judge people for it because 80% of people deal with these things.
1: Since when do I listen to anyone... Telling me what to do.
0: You know what's actually Especially okay?
1: Especially so, not a case study. So
0: Oriole says, walking down an aisle in a grocery store, and you just leave it floating in the air, which is hilarious. Uh, but one of the things that I've noticed is dangerous is I go to the grocery store and I wear earbuds. Oh man, noise canceling earbuds. And you really have to pay attention to your body if you're going to let one go to make sure that it's not out loud. Because <laughs> It's really hard to tell when you can't hear, <laughs> and I'm positive I've misjudged a few of them. <laughs> I just pretend like it wasn't me.
1: Okay, <laughs> nice can I, hold on, what,
0: hold on. You got something? What?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I I keep going back and forth as to whether or not I want to I want to share this or not. But
0: I'm proud of you.
1: I'm I'm going to. Because <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as
0: <laughs> what you just shared. Everybody
1: remember that. What I'm about to share is not nearly as bad as what Matt just shared.
0: They can be the judge of that.
1: All right. Okay. So I've been taking a little bit more fiber recently. <laughs> okay. And... Every now and then, like in the middle of class, my stomach will cramp really, you know, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, that's a pain." Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really good about keeping it in until the kids leave. I am really All good. Right, the train is yep, coming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll count down. But the second that that door closes and the last kid is gone, it brings me great satisfaction to hear it echo in the library. <laughs> I have not been more proud of myself as what I've been in the last couple of weeks when that has happened and I'm like that's right.
0: Good job. I just can't wait for the day that there was one kid that didn't make it back into class. It's over in the quarter, you let it out, and he comes walking by. <laughs> I think I I think I'm late. <laughs> passes out
1: i'm i'm absolutely going to blame it on that kid (laughs) really you're just gonna leave me in here with your lingering fart that you just did
0: (laughs) (laughs) the kid walks out did you hear that duck that duck has been plaguing me all week help me find Yep. Mhm. <laughs> oh, man. Your echoing farts just earned us 200 bits for Morial. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, second news story. Shaquille O'Neal plans to punch Scotty Pippen if he t- if he tells him that he's better than Michael Jordan. So, this, this headline's written badly. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal plans to punch Scottie Pippen if Scottie Pippen tells Shaq that Scottie Pippen was better than Michael Jordan, is what this is actually saying. And uh, the exact quote is, if that man say that in front of me, I'm going to hit him right in his esophagus. <laughs>
1: Is that how he talks?
0: Kinda, I'm close. <laughs> Getting there. Shaquille O'Neal has never minced his words, so uh, if he says something, he means it. And with that said, Chicago Bulls legend Scottie Pippen better never say that he was a greater player than Michael Jordan in front of the Diesel. Pippen has been going after Jordan in interviews and, uh, and his book as his way of getting back at MJ for how ESPN's the last dance docuseries turned out in his book. The seven time all-star wrote that he was a better teammate than the five time MVP. He also told GQ that he was as good a player as, uh, Michael Jordan was during his podcast. The big podcast with Shaq O'Neal was asked to talk about the Jordan Pippen dynamic, uh, by former NFL player, Spice Adams. And, uh, Someone, uh, Nichelle, Nichelle Turner jumped in and stated that Pippen said he was better than Jordan. And O'Neal basically said, I'll punch him. (laughs) (laughs) I'll punch him right in his esophagus if he says that in front of me. So Mm. uh, now O'Neal says he didn't say that and he never said that. And if he says it in front of me, I'm going to hit him right in his esophagus. Do not finish that sentence. (laughs) Uh, Then he went on to say he's just trying to sell his book. So, Mm. I mean, hmm. You got to do what you got to do.
1: Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Everybody's (laughs) got to make a living.
0: (laughs) And lastly, the U.S. has rejected calls for regulating or banning killer robots.
1: Of course they
0: have. (laughs) Of course. The U.S. has rejected calls from banning agreements for, I'm sorry, rejected calls for a binding agreement regulating or banning the use of killer robots, instead proposing a code of conduct at the United oh Nations. Gosh, you've got to be killing me.
1: I'm kidding <laughs> Yes,
0: <laughs> they've got to be kidding you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking at a meeting in Geneva focused on finding common ground on the use of so-called lethal autonomous weapons. A U.S. official balked at the idea of regulating their use through a lengthy binding instrument. The meeting saw government experts preparing for high-level talks at a review conference for the convention of cer- uh, sorry convention of certain conventional weapons from uh, December 13th to the 17th. Uh, U.S. official Josh Dorison told the meeting, uh, in our view, the best way to make progress would be through the development of a non-binding code of conduct. So not even just a code of conduct, but one that is (laughs) non-binding. One that, it's a suggestion. (laughs) Like, if you veer off of it, eh, no, no problem. United Nations has been hosting diplomatic, diplomatic talks in Geneva since 2017, aimed at reaching an agreement on how to address the use of killer robots. I mean... I mean, we already have, like, drones and stuff, and that's that's it's kind of like the first steps to this. But, I mean, we've seen those videos from the labs with the robots doing parkour and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. The robot dogs that can open doors and all kinds mm-hmm. of junk. I mean, how long will it really be before that's the first line of defense on a battlefield? Autonomous, robotic... Animals and men. They could still be drones, technically. They don't have to be, like, completely 100% on their own programming. But it's still a killer robot instead of actual people. Like, on the one hand, you have the, okay, yeah, that might save some lives. On the other hand, that's what stops us from destroying this planet with robots.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, that is my... I know that there's a lot of people that are, like... It it would be so good. We don't have to worry about losing our military men and women. And yeah, we just have to worry about losing everyone.
0: Yeah. We just have to hope that our robots are better robots than China, (laughs) (laughs) where all technology seems to come from. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If they can get past our robots, then they're in our cities, guys. Then we got robot warriors just. I mean, just it's uh, every movie. It's every can I in time scientific sci-fi movie.
1: Can I tell you what movie I blame for for all of this?
0: That's when I hear my toaster laugh and I shoot it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, his comment actually uh, led me to my conclusion. Uh, Brave little toaster,
0: <laughs>
1: I am one hundred percent convinced that that movie was like the open door to this whole generation of (laughs) robot fandom, if you will. People that are like, we are going to see this through till the end. It's going to happen.
0: Why do you think it's Brave Little Toaster as opposed to, I don't know, Short Circuit or something like that?
1: (laughs) I don't remember Short Circuit.
0: You don't remember Johnny Five? No. Number Johnny Five.
1: Is you remember Brave Little Toaster older than Short Circuit?
0: I feel like they're in the same period.
1: Brave Little Toaster. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's
0: but is he technically a robot? He's just a toaster, right?
1: He comes alive, what? and the vacuum what? comes alive. Sure. They all are alive.
0: But just because they're alive doesn't make them robots.
1: Seriously. They are electronic, and they come alive. It's about as close to a robot (laughs) as a child's movie is going to get. Why are you arguing with me all the time? Why? Why? (laughs) Small
0: soldiers.
1: (laughs) Why do you have to argue with me all the time? I made a very silly.
0: I was just no, I was just. I'm like, I'm just. That you could have just been like, it out. I can see Look, that. If you can't stand yeah, behind your opinions, then don't voice them. No,
1: it, it's not a matter of I can't stand behind it. I didn't realize I was going to have to defend it at such lengths.
0: Oh, short circuit beats you out by one year, apparently. <laughs> they were on it. Both of them were looking it up. Brave Letter was good, though. I remember watching that a lot when I was a kid. I loved that movie, and I have not seen it as an adult. And I'm afraid to, like, just share it with my kids without watching it first, because I don't remember if it gets creepy or weird.
1: I do think that there are some creepy parts. I'm pretty parts.
0: sure there's a creepy part. Small Soldier was good, because, um, yeah, they have the chips that make them come alive. But that was also a creepy movie. Like, I remember that movie scaring me when I was a kid. <sighs> You remember that one? Nope. That was like setting. I'm real pretty world. sure
1: that I watched Brave Little Toaster and then never watched anything else again until Smart House,
0: <laughs> which was also bad. Yeah, <laughs> Smart House. Was yeah, but enough terrifying. time had
1: passed from Brave Little Toaster to Smart House where I was like, okay, I can do this, <laughs> I can take it, and then I couldn't. I can't take it. And I really haven't watched anything since. Like, <laughs> anytime Chris tries to watch a robot movie, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to (laughs) know.
0: Have you ever seen Terminator? No. You've never seen any of the Terminators? Nope. Wow. Nope. I've only seen the first two. I've not seen any of the newer ones. No. I know.
1: (sighs) I mean, obviously, I'll be back. And Sarah? Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Hmm. Sarah Connor. That's all that I know. That is the extent of my Terminator knowledge.
0: Sarah Connor. Come with me if you want to live.
1: Oh, come with me if you want to live. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Dang. Okay. The first Terminator came out in 84. So even before.
0: The year before we were born.
1: Well, before Short Circuit.
0: Before Short Circuit, yeah. Short circuit, not shirt circuit.
1: Short circuit. Short circuit. Short shirt, shirt, shortcut. You, you know what? Mm-mm. That
0: has potential. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a dangerous game to uh-huh, play yeah. with those Mm-mm. words. Nope. Vowels and syllables. Mm.
1: You, you can keep right on. I'm not doing it.
0: All right. Let's take another quick break.
1: When we come back, we tackle the subreddit, no stupid questions.
0: Stick around. I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today's review is for Doctor Who Flux. The final full season of Jodie Whittaker's 14th Doctor played out as a six episode story arc featuring some of the Doctor's most iconic villains, newest allies, and a few new companions. The coronavirus pandemic forced Doctor Who showrunner Chris Chibnall to change the format of season 13 and the result was a story in which the Doctor's quest to recover her lost timeless child memories coincided with a potentially universe destroying threat. Doctor Who Flux dramatically rewrote the story's mythology, something Chibnall has been doing his whole run, revealing the time's true nature is a malevolent force restrained by the Time Lords a billion years ago, and ultimately bringing the Doctor face-to-face with the woman who had raised her, Tektuin, the creator of the Flux, who had consigned the universe to destruction because of the Doctor's influence. Ugh. The series had a lot of twists and turns, some of which were poorly showcased, and as a result, viewers have been confused by about, well, most of the plot. Despite this, it was an entertaining story that relied heavily on fan-favorite villains for a lot of its fan focus but the storyline itself was disheartening. The largest criticism about Chibnall's time as showrunner is how he has upended the canonical history of the Doctor, the Time Lords, and a list of about a mile long of things that we've known to be true about this story. With the timeless child story, we saw him take a wrecking ball to everything that made sense about the series, now leaving giant questions and so many new plot holes from earlier seasons that make little to no sense with this new information. A lot of fans, including myself, were hoping that the search to find answers would uncover that it was simply an elaborate plot from the Master to make the Doctor insecure enough to let her guard down or whatever. But instead, Chipnall doubles down on the storyline that has driven many devoted fans away from the series. Overall, I give Doctor Who Flux a 6 out of 10. It was fun. It had a classic Doctor Who feel due to the serialized nature. The characters were fantastic, and of course, we love seeing the Centaurans, the Weeping Angels, and all manner of robots. But the story got too convoluted for its own good at times. Character beats were rushed and underdeveloped, which means the story lacked the emotional impact that was intended, and points have to be deducted for the further cementing in of this terrible, timeless child storyline. Especially since Chibnall's run is all but over and he'll be leaving the chore of picking up the pieces of his wreckage to the next showrunner. I'm Radio Matt, and remember, you've been nothing but trouble for me ever since we met. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt.
1: And I'm Mo. And hey, are you following us on all the socials? We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. This week, we're taking on Reddit and answering their questions.
0: But before we jump into our discussion, here's your back row games update for the week.
1: We have announced our next booster packs, the 2021 booster pack with new cards based around the memes and news of 2021 and the Holy Veggies deck with cards inspired by our favorite talking vegetables who share Bible who share Bible stories, not officially licensed, of course.
0: (laughs) Those will come out in January. But in the meantime, go check out our cleaner and meaner, redesigned backrowgames.com. Reddit is a social community that has been going strong for 16 years and is currently ranked the seventh most visited website in the United States and the 19th most visited website in the world. People flock to it for nearly everything, communities celebrating fandoms, rumors of the next Marvel movies, sharing videos of what is really happening in places that media or governments around the world will try to cover up. But one of the most common reasons people come to Reddit is to find answers to their questions about life. Today, we're going to go to the No Stupid Questions subreddit in order to tackle some of the questions people have. What qualifies us to dish out these answers? Nothing, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we certainly love to give our opinions. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) So here's our first uh, No Stupid Questions question. Is it a red flag if a guy you just started dating asks you to delete all the guys off your Snapchat and delete your Facebook altogether? Uh, Additional facts here. I'm trying to convince my friend that right off the bat, this is an alarming request from a man she just started dating a few months ago. It's giving insecure uh, and controlling vibes. What do y'all think?
1: Um, it's the reddest of red flags,
0: (laughs) the reddest. You don't think like having blood all over your shirt every day, would be red? (laughs) Listen, Uh, sorry. I'm just here to antagonize you. You I know this is your show. I'm just here. You're a funny man. What's the, (laughs) it's not the straight man. It's the, I don't know, the other person.
1: I don't know where what you're the going term? right now. What's the I'm term? So, I don't know, Matt. Help me, I,
0: Mo. Mm-mm. All right. I, no. Go on with your thoughts.
1: I, it's just, it is very much a red flag. I would be concerned for several, several different reasons, um, the least of which being it screams, like she said, controlling, but also manipulative and abusive. But probably my biggest concern would be that he's trying to wipe her clean from the internet <laughs> to wipe her clean from the world and nobody know it.
0: Nobody can see that you're not posting on Facebook if you're not on Facebook anymore.
1: Right. <laughs> like, that could be a very real possibility. Yeah, I mean, you know?
0: I, I don't doubt that it's happened. Yeah, I mean... That's pretty pretty scary when you bring that up. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go that deep, but yeah, that uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, I'd say make more Facebook accounts.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Delete the one that you have. Make a new one. Don't add him, and just see where things go.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I understand this mindset not not the creepy kidnapping you mindset but the mindset of some insecure guys that are like i don't want you like chatting with all these guys or i don't want all these guys hitting on you all the time yeah kind of thing i get that but that doesn't mean you have the right to like demand this of somebody as uh, you know i can see that becoming a discussion if like y'all are engaged or married and she's actively flirting with other men via these avenues I would be like, I can see you requesting, hey, could you stop doing that? <laughs> but even then, I don't think you have the right to say, delete all this. <laughs> if you want to be with me, you will delete your Facebook. Uh, yeah. Red flag, for sure. Absolutely. Next up, how do I convince my little brother that his new Android phone is just as good and he shouldn't fall prey for peer pressure to constantly demand an iPhone? Uh, Here's the story. My little brother, 16, got a Samsung phone for his birthday from my dad. He had already asked him earlier what phone he wanted for his birthday, to which he said any of them will do, and he doesn't care. So, my dad brought him one of the latest Samsungs, and he seemed pretty happy and content with it for a few days. However, he seemed to totally change recently when he came back from school, saying how much a lot, not all of them, but the majority of his friends and peers mock him for using an Android device, and how cringy the green bubble is in their chat messages. So, he has been really sad these days, demanding that his Android phone be changed for an iPhone. Uh, He says, let me tell you, he isn't a spoiled brat or anything, just a bit of an introvert, and neither he... uh, Neither neither is he really much of a tech enthusiast. No matter how many times I've tried to convince him that none of this matters and that he shouldn't fall prey for peer pressure, he doesn't seem to get it. Uh, and then, to be smart, <laughs> this person also added, in all caps... In no way am I saying or implying that Android is better than iOS or vice versa. At the end of the day, they're just devices. They're for our comfort and are totally subjective. Both of them are good in their own way. Because she knows for a fact that there will be a large group of people who will answer this question by saying iPhones are better, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. and won't even tackle the actual issue. (laughs) Mm -hmm. First off, I want to say... That I think it's petty that iPhone makes the chat of anybody texting you from an Android phone an ugly green color in your own chat. Android doesn't do that kind of crap. uh I don't know why the iPhone needs to do that, but yeah i I have also fallen prey for being essentially bullied over the fact that. My chat is green in their iPhone chat. Like, I didn't make your stupid phone. (laughs) I didn't make it do that crap to you. Um, So, I mean, I get that as an introverted teenager who is desperate to impress their friends and get that validation from their friends. I understand at least the drive behind it if he's not truly a spoiled brat, like the sister is saying. Right. Like it it does seem more like a, I got to fit in kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I, I think this one is hard for me because the mother side of me wants to be like, tell him to suck it up and deal. He's got a phone. He didn't, he wasn't, he didn't have a preference when asked. And so he needs to be grateful for what he has. But at the same time, I very much realize that we are dealing with a different kind of generation of kids. Yeah. And I really, really think that the last two years have had a huge impact on kids that people aren't even realizing. They, you know, their their social interaction face-to-face has been cut down. It's been all over the Internet. And so now coming back to face-to-face... There isn't that level of respect anymore. There isn't that level of, I don't want to hurt your feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? So they are responding to each other the same way that they've responded for the last two years, but it was all over the internet. And we all know that over the internet, we say a lot of things that we would never say to somebody's face, you know?
0: I think sometimes we even take criticism over the internet a little better than we would in person.
1: Probably. It's
0: like, we can get angry at something someone says on the internet, but if someone said that to you, to your face, yeah, especially in front of other people that laugh after they say it, right? that would be worse.
1: Yeah. So while I know that there's a large population of people, probably our age and older than us, who are like, it's just what kids go through. Yes, but no. You know? Yes, bullying has always been a thing or yes, mocking and picking on kids have always been a thing. Yeah, but it it is heightened these days, much, much more so than ever before. And I think much more so than what people realize, which is kind of scary. Um, So that being said, really, what I think I would do, I think the best answer is tell him specifically what to say, how to respond. Yeah. To his friends, you know, and yes, he's an introvert, but at the same time, I mean, you know, your brother better than anybody probably. So you could probably hear the best way to give him the words to say, but to say it in his tone. Do you know what I'm, what I mean?
0: I think so. Yeah. You
1: know, like joking, but putting his friends in, in their place, you know, and standing up for the fact that I got a phone you know and it really doesn't matter you don't like my green bubble don't text me then I don't need to talk to you
0: just list all the thousand things that Android are doing better than iPhone every generation you'll be fine
1: just, I mean it's very true it won't start
0: an argument at all
1: and that's coming from an <laughs> iPhone person I mean it is it is honestly it's very true what's going to end up happening is those kids are going to look at him and be like shut up, you know, (laughs) as he starts spouting off all these facts. And then he's going to feel really proud of himself, like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And chances are the majority of his friends will drop it because they don't want to have to hear the facts again.
0: I honestly think that even just time, you know, even even the, I mean, these are his friends, but even if it was a, a bully, you know, picking on him, After a little while, the phone thing is going to be the last thing.
1: Matt, I got to tell you, you got to remember what it was like to be a teenager and a preteen. And to us as adults, we can look back and be like,
0: okay, hold on. Wait, no, 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 no. I didn't fully uh, explain. Okay. What What I meant was not reacting to it at all. You don't have to say anything about it just don't give the bully or whatever the satisfaction of letting him know that it's getting to you. Just be like, whatever. And very quickly that bully's not going to bring it up anymore. Cause it's not getting to, you know, they're not getting that satisfaction of seeing you being hurt by the fact that I brought up your stupid phone.
1: Okay. So I'm going to bring up again, our generation that would have totally worked. It's different. It is. I promise you, it is different now. It is different. How? Because kids, there was, uh, there is no level of respect anymore. There yeah, is but no, I mean,
0: but there is going to have to be a level of satisfaction from a bully to get out of bullying you if you're not
1: exactly. taking it. There is a level of satisfaction and they will continue and continue. No, but I'm and saying and if you're
0: not giving them anything in response... Where are you getting that satisfaction from as a bully?
1: Okay, you're not following me. If, if you're not getting the satisfaction, that bully, with us, we would have stopped. We would have finally been like, whatever, I'm done, and walked away. They continue. They push and push and push. We would have stopped because there would have been a line where we would have been like, I can't say that. That's too far. There is no line anymore.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I, I can see that argument in a lot of things, but I'm talking specifically just about the fact that you have an Android and I have an iPhone. There's only so far you can take that.
1: You would think. You really would. But it, no, I'm serious. No,
0: I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about this specific argument. How do you get further than that?
1: I mean, telling them that they're, because they have an Android, they're worthless. They have nothing. How can you even have an How can you even have an Android? How can you walk around having a phone like that? It's no good. You're no good. You're worthless. You're just as good as that phone that you have. You know that ugly green bubble that comes up? Yeah, that's you. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay. You and have if, teenagers? I'll 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 defer to you.
1: Well, and I mean, it happens as early as elementary school, which sucks. It's
0: better be giving their f- kids phones in elementary school. Stop that. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that that's a whole other point. <laughs> but, and so as a kid, you know, you remember what it was like. Everything feels like it lasts a thousand years and it's never going to end, mm. you know? And while, like I was saying, while we can look back as adults and be like, It will pass. I promise it will pass. And we know that it does pass. And we know that in 20 years, which really doesn't feel like that long, it sounds like an eternity, but it doesn't feel like that long. We know it's not going to matter. But to a preteen or a teenager in that moment living in it, it feels like it never ends when it's every single day. And it feels like you're never going to come out of it.
0: Alternatively. Tell your kid to punch him.
1: That is also an option.
0: (laughs) It may send him to the principal's office or get them uh,
1: suspended suspended
0: for a few weeks. But that person ain't going to bring it up again.
1: I mean, the most (laughs) if it's never happened before, the most that's going to happen is he's going to get ISS for a day or two. That's it.
0: (laughs) And then at least a year's worth of freedom. (laughs) For real. Talk about my Android phone again. You're going to have a green eye.
1: Yeah, I mean, just hit him with the Android phone. Why not? Yeah. I mean, that's an option.
0: Guess what? I can take this to my local retailer to get it fixed. You have to send yours in for two weeks with no replacement.
1: (laughs) It's just... It it hits me like a ton of bricks that, like, five years ago, this wouldn't have even been a question that would have been asked because it would have just been like, whatever. You know, but... It's scary, the world that our kids are living in.
0: But uh, let me also answer this from another angle. Don't be the parent that's like, okay, and then buy them an iPhone instead. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to set that precedence for something so expensive.
1: (laughs) Well, and then there's always going to be something else. Oh, sure. Always.
0: Well, now I don't have the new iPhone. Yeah. They just, they come out with new ones every year, Dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So if you're going to buy your kids' phones, get, the, get them the cheap phones. Don't get them the big super, everybody. Don't get them the big super $15,000 phones. Get them the ones from T, not T-Mobile, Tra, not Track Phone, Metro PCS or whatever. The, 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 the ones that do everything they need, but at a lower price, that you can replace it every year with a new one. <sighs>
1: I will say that like Boost and Metro and what was it, T-Mobile, they have it now to where you can get the newer, not the newest, but the newer iPhone at a reasonable price. Yeah,
0: much, much less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which so that's, that's, that's better.
1: That's what we did, so... <laughs>
0: All right. Next question. Is this mansplaining? So this is a story. I'm stuck in an airport. So lots of random people are drinking at one of their bars. a woman comes up to the bar and orders a tall glass of Cabernet. Bartender says it's $20. Another guy and myself both commented that that is very expensive for a glass of uh, Cabernet. Mm -hmm. The woman was got offended, said thanks for the mansplaining and left. And so the thing is maybe I'm just from a different socio socioeconomical class as the said woman, but I think twenty dollars for a drink of anything is robbery, but was that mansplaining, or was it just commenting on the situation?
1: I don't think that it was mansplaining at all i I think that mansplaining would have been like so that's two tens or." Two <laughs> Two
0: fives and a ten. Well, you don't think that this could be talking down? Like, like I hope you realize you're getting taken advantage of, because that's far too much money for Kaepernick. You wouldn't know this as a woman. You don't think that, that she could have taken it that way? Legitimately?
1: I would not have taken it that way no. at all. I, 100% initially, I would not have taken it that way at all. Now... Given the tone, if they had said it the way that you just said it.
0: (laughs) No, the way I'm reading it is like, oh, that's a lot of money for every day. Right. Said too loudly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But if they had said it the way that you said it, I would have ended up being like, yeah, tell me about it. And then walked away and been like, wait a minute. He was awfully hoity-toity. <laughs> he thinks I'm yeah, stupid. It pro- it, but it would have taken a minute for it to hit me, you know? Yeah. I That would not be my first thought.
0: My first thought is actually like, don't comment on other people's purchases <laughs> at, at, at all, in general. I don't yeah. care if it's a man or a woman. Don't be like, hey, you should you shouldn't buy that. It's too much money. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's none of your business.
1: I do agree. If I want to
0: spend $20 for this Cabernet, let me spend my $20.
1: <laughs> I agree with that. We have a very good friend who would say that, who would, my best friend, Samantha, she would absolutely 100% be like, oh, that's a lot of money. And she wouldn't feel bad about it. Whereas I would be like, shut up, wait until they're gone to say that.
0: <laughs> you don't know
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, I probably would have just sat there and been like, do you know that person? Like, how, are You, okay you must
0: know that person yeah, to exactly. openly criticize their purchasing habits. Right.
1: But now after several years, I'm like, you don't know them. They're a stranger. Shut up.
0: Maybe it's really good Cabernet. OK. Right. Maybe mm. It's from
1: anything in the airport is going to be overpriced. 12, OK.
0: Right?
1: We all know this. But Uh, I don't think that that was mansplaining. Yeah, I don't think so either. At all.
0: Uh, Is it normal to feel apathetic as your normal state of being? Uh, I always assumed that it was a symptom of my uh, undiagnosed depression, but my significant other and I were talking about it the other day, and she said that it's just normal. Do people just normally feel nothing? Is this just part of maturing mentally, becoming an adult?
1: I need more of a explanation here. Like, you're going to have to give me a scenario.
0: I, I don't know. There is. The, the, I think it's the, the, the condition would be a lack of scenario. <laughs> like, it's ap- apathy where you just lie around. You're feeling nothing. You're thinking about nothing. You want to do nothing. You feel no motivation, but you also don't feel dread. You just exist on a couch somewhere. This is a normal thing.
1: I don't think this is a normal thing at all. I don't.
0: No, have you never felt that way? Or is it that you just don't feel that way on a regular basis?
1: Um I mean, I have felt that way at times, but I also know that I it was a small season mm. and there was a reason mm-hmm. for it, you yeah. know.
0: I, I agree with you i gen- I genuinely think that most of the time when you feel that way, there is a reason behind it, even if you're not aware of it, yeah, that could be that you're burnout mm-hmm. you know at your job or being a parent or anything like that uh it could be a symptom of depression, yeah, because depression does give you those same kind of feelings, no motivation, no feeling to really want to get up and accomplish anything in your life uh-huh um and so. I do also think, though, it is something that happens to a lot of adults as they grow up. Like, as they get older, uh, maybe their life isn't going the direction they wanted it to go, or they're not happy in their current relationship or situation, but they also don't have the gumption to want to, like, change that. They just kind of accept, this is where I am. And so instead of doing anything about it, they try and go numb. And I think they might not even realize they're doing that, but they'll just... (sighs) To be apathetic. Okay. Right?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Like, it, I think it's normal because uh, it happens a lot, but I don't think it's normal as in it's okay to not worry about it.
1: So the thing that's tripping me up is that it says, as your normal state of being. Right. And that's hard for me. To rationalize, I'm, that is hard for me to rationalize as that being someone's normal state of being and it not just being like a week or An several weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you kind of snap, I don't want to say snap out of it, but y- you have a aha moment, mm-hmm. you know, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I mean, I think maybe even in just in the last two years, that's become a thing. Because we're used to also not going out, not feeling comfortable going out, uh, not wanting to go out because of the hassle involved with going out. And so sure. that turns translates to apathy as well. But again, that's a symptom of an actual like depressive state that I think you're just letting go uh, as well, this is just life and it shouldn't be. Agreed. Okay. next why do some take kindness for weakness and then proceed to disrespect you it's been happening too much to me lately and I kind of want to start disrespecting them back although if I do this it's an act of uh, it's an act out of emotion which is weakness (laughs) okay All right. Lay it on me, Mo.
1: No, I don't, because now I'm, like, wondering if my response was what I actually think it was. Okay. (laughs) And it's also going to sound really juvenile and petty of me because I'm talking about the fifth grader still. (laughs) But (laughs) here's the thing. Mm -hmm. And I'll just be real frank and honest. Coming into this position as the librarian... Especially with the fifth graders, they had the same librarian since the time they were kindergartners, right? And they had built this rapport and this relationship with her. And so I kind of knew I had to win at least the fifth graders over, Mm -hmm. right? And so for the first several weeks, again, fifth grade students are typically my favorite. I love working with fifth grade students. Right. But I knew that I had to wow them if you will yeah you know one people don't like the library anyway kids don't like the library anyway you know it's boring uh the library i have to be quiet (laughs) so i had to get over that hump and i had to get over the hump of she's the new librarian uh we miss our (laughs) other one you know so i'm trying to wow these kids and i grow this relationship with them and think that we're on a good page and then all of a sudden this one kid is a total jerk Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. And I just kind of thrown for a loop, and it genuinely hurt my feelings. But I allowed it to hurt my feelings, right? And so I thought, you know what? When that person comes back to library, I am not going to go out of my way. I'm not going to continue with the same kind of over-the-top trying to build this huge relationship. I'll be kind, but I'm going to set boundaries. And then those boundaries ended up in that student realizing, whoa, I don't like this. (laughs) This isn't okay. And I walked away thinking, see what happens when you set boundaries. But now I'm kind of thinking maybe I was in the wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, in the wrong might be too far. Just like, <laughs> you put a lot of stock in fifth graders. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> but at the same time, these fifth graders can make my day. Oh, they'll
0: cut you. Yeah. They'll cut you. I, Kids say something mean to you as an adult? Ooh,
1: I legitimately felt drained that that day. And I was like, I can't do this again. I can't.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I told you this or not, but Ed, um, I told you that we played Sunday School Answers at the Christmas, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Christmas, no, Friendsgiving uh-huh. thing that our yeah. Bible, Bible study did. And uh, one of our friend's daughters was sitting across the, the table and she had joined late. She was just watching. And I laughed really loud and I laughed by like bolsterous, like high-pitched laugh and she just said, remember, you laugh like a girl. <laughs> now, I took it really well because I thought it was funny. But I could tell everybody else as an adult at the table was like, oh, gosh, that was such a terrible thing to say. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's OK. And so we're all laughing. And the mo- you know, her mom's trying to tell her, started, like, you don't say that. It's not nice. <laughs> she said, I said, like, uh, not that he was one. <laughs> And then she's all, "I know lots of men who laugh like that." <laughs> I'm like, "It's okay. This is one of the funniest things, and I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life." <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> if a little kid had said that to me, you love like a girl, I would still be up nights. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you fair. know, yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I just need to never laugh again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's not the question. No, it's Why do some take kindness for weakness? Um, because, I mean, it's it's a common thing. You know, people, there are people out there that just want to either want everybody to be as miserable as they are, or just try to ruin people's days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's just a reality of life. It's similar to what we said with the bullying thing, you know. This is not super much you can do about it. Um, if it's just, the answer is not stop being kind, even to those people. Um, you know, s- spiritually, biblically, we'd want to say kindness is something you're supposed to keep doing, even when it's not given back to you. Sure. Uh, easier said than done, I uh, 100%. No, but uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a fact of life. People don't like other people being happy, and kindness is translated into you being happy.
1: Right. But there is a necessity to set a boundary.
0: Sure. sure Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure.
1: Do not let people take advantage of you. And I will also add from past experience that when you treat people the same, those kind of people, when you treat those kind of people the same way that they're treating you, they're not going to realize it or see it. It's then you have now become not only weak, but mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they won't see it. Yeah. They won't see it. The, the hypocrisy yeah. of it all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you won't be able to say, wait a minute. I just treated you the same way that you treat me. They'll be like, what? No.
0: And I think, yeah. honestly, I think most people that are like that just don't realize that they're being mean. Yeah. Or they might they really even don't. think what they're saying is constructive and thus good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how... Mo and I talk to each other every week we Not think we 're being but, but really we 're dying inside
1: slowly we all are I mean. next up
0: efficient or inefficient pooping what How is it possible that my girlfriend will only poop once every three days or so? Have, we've just come back from a trip where she said she didn't get down with the brown for seven whole days. I get seriously uncomfortable if I only have if I only have one morning poop instead of the usual two. So, first of all, the subreddit is called No Stupid Questions, so don't judge them. Mo. Secondly, <laughs> uh, I totally get this.
1: Um, OK, I'm not judging. Yeah, I totally get Did you this. But. I'm the girlfriend. Yeah. And Chris is the dude. Yeah. And it is something that I have wondered. (laughs) (laughs) It is something that I have wondered for the longest time. Is there something wrong with me?
0: Mm -hmm. I really think it's a female thing because Daedra is the exact same way. Like Daedra, normally it's like once every two days maybe. But if we go on a trip, she'll go five whole days. Never once go. She'll eat to her heart's content all week long, but not be in any discomfort until we get home. And I don't get it. Like, how are you doing this? Where does it all go?
1: I mean, if you want my (laughs) honest opinion, I don't get it either. And I can't say that I'm never in... Like, I'm not in discomfort. I feel, like, slightly heavy and bloated, and I'm like, man, I wish that I could poop right now. She
0: might, too. I don't know. But she never says anything about it.
1: Right. It's not to where we're, like, (laughs) hunched over and cramping and hurting. You're not
0: in the back of the car going, oh! I just
1: gotta poop! No. I can only poop in our home
0: toilet. Yeah.
1: But it is definitely... (laughs) The longer the time period in between, I'm like, man, I haven't pooped in three days. And Chris is like... I just pooped three hours ago. Like
0: And I will be pooping again in two more hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I also usually go twice in the morning. And I if I only go once, I'm like waiting all day like something bad's gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we have no answers for
1: (laughs) But you're not alone. You're not alone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. What is something your brain tries to make you do and you have to will yourself not to do it? Um. Okay. So I have an answer for this. There are times where I will be driving a car and my brain will say, let's just keep driving straight no matter what happens. No brakes, no turning, no nothing. This has happened, it hasn't happened in a long time, actually, now that I think about it, but it happened a lot when I was younger. My brain's just like, just keep driving. Just drive. Don't stop, ever. And I have to will myself not to do this.
1: (laughs) I'm slightly fearing for your safety now.
0: (laughs) There are also times when I think about, like, I will I will think about what it would be like if I just suddenly became unable to move anything on my body. Like, I can't move my limbs, can't move anything. And I have to will myself to actually move. It's like my brain is saying, nope, now you can't move. And I'm like, I have a slight panic attack of, I can't move. <laughs> And I have to will myself to move again. <laughs> Has none of this like ever happened to you before? No.
1: Um, <laughs> but I will say, I can remember being young and, well, younger. My parents would watch TV with closed captions on mm-hmm. all the time. And if they change the channel, like I had to read everything that was on the screen as they're flipping through the channels. And if I didn't read what was on the screen, then I continued to say the last word that I saw over and over and over. Like it was a cliffhanger for me, literally. So I had to stop. I can remember having to will myself to stop saying that word. (laughs) I can remember like that feeling because it it would get me into a slight panic.
0: Right. It's strange, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Now what happens more than anything is I will replay a conversation in my head where I said something that I shouldn't have said, whether it was inappropriate or rude, or I thought it was going to be funny or I was wrong. I quoted something and was totally wrong.
0: (laughs) So this is like every day then.
1: And it was, yeah. (laughs) Hashtag fact. Um, and it was just overall embarrassing. Yeah. You know, I will replay that conversation in my head and can physically feel like my shoulders hunch. And like, I kind of come into myself, you know, my neck goes down, my head goes down and I'm like, uh, but I physically have to will myself to not think about it. Wow. I drop it. Yeah. I'm just,
0: okay. Yeah, I know. I get that. I mean, I think we all, you know, replay discussions we've had in the shower or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But Michael to the point happened. where, it, yeah, to the point where it's like constantly on your mind, right?
1: Well, no, just out of nowhere. Oh, like, okay. Like I'm walking, okay. cleaning up, not even thinking about it. And all of a sudden it's like this flash right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no.
0: I gotcha. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> all
0: right. Next up. Will it be enough to conquer my social anxiety by just forcing myself to be social until I fix myself, fake it till I make it just randomly talk to people while sweating bullets until it gets easier. And I stop sweating and my voice becomes clear over time. And suddenly I have three friends. Is this fiction or does it actually work this way?
1: I'll let you answer this.
0: Do you not have social anxiety? No. Okay. I totally do. Um, And I will say yes and no. Yes, in that you go to a party or whatever where you don't know a whole lot of people, or like church on Sunday, (laughs) you don't know a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah fake it till you make it if you force yourself to like start talking to people and introduce yourself and whatever number one it's not going to kill you like you think it's going to and number two you could make new friends or you can at least appear more social you'll feel better about yourself at the end of the day essentially but it ain't gonna fix you because the very next time you're in that situation again you're gonna have the exact same feeling again and have to do the exact same thing again if you want the results you got the last time It doesn't go, at least in my experience, it doesn't go away. That social anxiety still creeps up every single time you go to a new party, go to a new thing, you're met with a bunch of new people you don't know. It's always going to be there. Now, you will get friends, and if you find friends in these situations and continue to build up those friendships, you do get comfortable around them, and therefore, you can be much more social and even... Feel comfortable to you know be goofy and weird and not be judged about it uh, fairly quickly, uh, you know if you actually cultivate those friendships. Um, but anytime you're in a situation where it's you versus a bunch of people you don't really know, then yeah, you're going to feel that way. That's that's just that's just how it seems to go. But that being said, I have a handful of friends that uh, the friendships I've cultivated uh, over the years and. I am the goofiest, weirdest person around them with no social anxiety about it whatsoever. I don't even care what they think of me, even if I'm saying something that I know that they're going to laugh at or think is stupid because we're friends and that's fine. (laughs) But you put even one person that I don't know in that conversation, even if I'm surrounded by all my friends and then there's one person in that group I don't know. Social anxiety, right back there. Mm. And so, again, you have to go through those steps of faking it till you make it. But, it, I mean, it does work. It just, yeah. It's not ever going to be to the point where you're like, I'm king party. Everywhere I go, I'm the man that everyone wants to talk to, and I want to talk to them, too.
1: So, do you think having a group of friends helps in the social anxiety situations
0: only in the sense that they might talk more and thus I won't have to talk all that much, but not, it doesn't give me more. Um, it never gives me more confidence. Okay. Um, because it still comes down to my performance. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's fair. Um, so the only, the only way that it helps is that I don't have to do all the heavy lifting with the discussion and I can sometimes just wait to jump in until I have something interesting to say okay. in the conversation and thus appear like, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> I am here in this conversation and that's, we can be friends.
1: That's fair. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Why don't Americans use some kind of container on their porches to put their packages in?
1: Because we're not smart, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We both read this and thought, this is genius, why don't we?
0: It really is, especially the rationale. It's like, you put it in there, and even though everyone knows it's a parcel package, you know, box, people are going to be less likely to want to jump out and go and look in it to risk there not being anything in there and risk getting caught on camera than if they just see a box actually sitting on your porch. It's smart. I don't know why.
1: Well, and I mean, at the same time, you could... (sighs) You could have a container that has a safe lock on it, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like I think the person goes on to explain, you can leave instructions for your carrier for what to do if if the person is not home, you know, and just leave the code. And they have plenty of whoa, um, they have plenty of those numeric keypads where you can reset the the code every time, you know. Yeah. So you know you're not going to be home when the carrier's going to drop off your package? All right. Set up a code, put it in the instructions. He drops off the package. You come home, you pick up your package that's safe inside that safe locked box, and then you change your code for the next time.
0: Instead, what we do is Amazon key where you can let the person in your house,
1: which I think is insane.
0: <laughs> Why aren't we thinking about a box, Amazon? Get us a box.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: truthfully, it makes perfect sense. I don't know why. There's no answer that would make any kind of sense to anyone outside of our country.
1: It could be the size of a your like normal standard size trash can that gets picked up by your garbage man, yeah. you know that's going to fit even a larger size box.
0: MM-hmm. And there are plenty of apparatuses that would allow a box to go in from the top or the side or whatever, and it cannot be opened the other way. Yeah, and so you can't get it out. Then yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why we don't do that. Mm -hmm. We should. Uh huh. Let's start a company, Mo. Okay. Matt and Mo's Porch Boxes. Porch safes. Yep. All right. Why, last one. Why is it disrespectful to be chummy with your superiors? I don't understand how there is any disrespect in being informal. Uh, if, uh, and if it's disrespectful, it feels artificially put in place than a natural way of interacting with people. As in, when I was in school and had to refer to all teachers by their surname, it felt forced. Teacher would put their first name. Uh, on letters, so everyone knew their full name, so it had nothing to do with the security of the teachers. It was just disrespectful somehow to call your teacher Matthew instead of Mr. Jones. Then, when I started work, why is it fine to talk about your personal life and have small talk? Because then, you know, we, me and my workmates would talk about, you know, skin care and grooming products and all this, but then it's disrespectful to be chummy with your manager. Why?
1: Uh, I think that it's just...
0: I really feel like the only answer that I could come up with is because it's disrespectful. I don't know why. (laughs) Well,
1: so there will be a time where correction will need to be made. Mm. And to take correction from a superior, um, someone who you view as older, wiser, whatever... To take correction from them, you're you're going to take it a little bit better. You're going to receive it better. You're going to, um, it's going to mean something. You're actually going to or you're taking apply it more seriously.
0: It. Thank you. Yeah, because it's not a, just a friend telling right, you, right? As opposed
1: to someone who you treat as
0: authority over you, yeah.
1: as a friend. Yeah, exactly. Um, thinking from a teacher perspective, I and I, my students do call me Miss Megan or Miss Mo because I do not like Miss Oaks. I think it's too many S's in one. <laughs> I'm just going to
0: say He's that. you going to say Mrs. Oaks. That's what
1: <laughs> it, I just, I'm not a fan of the way that it
0: sounds. So, <laughs> but do they call you just straight up Mo? No. Right. Nope. You have to put that it, Miss in there.
1: Miss Mo. Mm-hmm. And because if I were to ever come up to any of them and I have and say, this is not okay. The decision you just made is not okay. Again, if it was one of their classmates, they wouldn't take it as seriously.
0: Yeah.
1: Sure, it may have an effect on them. They might think about it and they may change, but it's not going to be something that is urgent in that moment where they have to change. They have to uh, apply whatever is being told to them. Like they would a superior.
0: I think it's very similar to parents that are more focused on trying to be their kids' friends Mm -hmm. as opposed to being the parent. Yeah. And so when situations, I mean, there's always going to be times that you want to be buddy-buddy with your kids, of course, because that builds that loving relationship, but you do have to set those boundaries and not just let them get away with things because you don't want to hurt the possible friendship that you're cultivating with your kid. Mm -hmm. You have to be a parent sometimes, and the same thing has to go for managers and uh, teachers and anybody that's in an actual position of authority over you, because... If everybody's just being treated as a friend, then yeah, you're not going to take it as seriously. You're not going to grow. You're going to be like, oh, they don't really mean that, <laughs> that kind of thing. Anytime something comes up that you've either done wrong or you need to grow in, and so if uh, I'm uh, all that to say, you should still be able to be chummy. I think
1: you just there.
0: There's a line.
1: Yeah. But not a
0: hard line.
1: I mean, that. boundaries are ne- necessary.
0: But that's in all relationships.
1: In absolutely, yeah. I can't say the same thing to all of my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things that one friend would feel is inappropriate that another friend wouldn't. You know, that and that other friend is no more superior than the other. Right. You know, it. That's just understanding the person. Understanding. Yeah their limitations. Um, And I tell my kids this all the time, knowing your audience, you know, that's super important. You have to know your audience. You have to know who you're talking to because anybody can take anything out of context context and take it wrong, you know? Um, But truthfully, I'm kind of chuckling inwardly because there's no better example than Satan, who viewed himself as, as equal. Mm. And look at what happened. OK. There has to be... <laughs> no truthfully, yeah. there has to be the, a level of authority.: Yeah. And when not, you're banished <laughs> to an eternity <laughs> elsewhere. Bum, boom. <laughs>
0: And with that, I guess we're done. (laughs) This week is all about taking on Reddit. Tomorrow, we'll be moving to a subreddit we aren't even able to fully name, but the questions are going to get rougher.
1: As for today, stick around because when we come back, we've got a Twitter poll.
0: We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching for Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but you like, like us, like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord and jump in on some of our game night streams. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show and things are winding down for the day.
1: And we wanted to know, have you ever been on Reddit?
0: That's a simple question.
1: No, I have not.
0: (laughs) Ever. Well, I mean, it's a good question because it has been around for so long. It's been around a good while. And uh, it's fairly popular. A lot of people use it. millions of people, in Uh fact. So we asked that question with four answers possible. Yes, years ago. Like when it was first a big thing.
1: That's one answer? Yes, years ago?
0: Okay. Yes, I'm an active user. No, not interested or never heard of it. Have you ever heard of it?
1: I have heard of it. Okay, (laughs) good.
0: So what do you think the number one answer is? Mm,
1: I think it's whatever B was. Yes, active user.
0: Active user. Correct. 41.7%, which surprised me even, because I don't, I I talk to quite a few people online and I don't really ever hear about Reddit from any of them. (laughs) Right, you don't
1: ever hear people talking about what they...
0: Right. Saw on all Reddit. On Reddit. Yeah. yeah, like I'll see the occasional meme, but those have usually been around for years. That is, you know, taken from Reddit. So I don't know. But Maybe uh, number it's
1: because people have anonymously posted questions that they don't want you to know they've posted.
0: <laughs> Definitely not on Reddit. <laughs> number two was no, not interested. Thirty-one point three percent. Years, yes, years ago was twenty-five percent, and only two point one percent said so they have never heard of it. Okay, which I'm surprised. Okay. DJJ Shane replied to the comments saying, I still use my account to log in when someone sends me a link from there, but that's about it.
1: Oh, you have to have an account for it?
0: You have to have an account to sometimes see the whole post or definitely to respond.
1: Mm,
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, it's, it's much easier to have an account, let's just put it that way, than to not. Well, let's end with our verse for the day.
1: Our verse for the day is 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you.
0: Well, that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, even specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible.
1: Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcast, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. Do it and we'll love you forever.
0: We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Cool.